0: This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. Hey, you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. <laughs> <laughs> Peer Tatum drives down and throws it down! This is my MC! Are you me? <laughs> What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? How we doing? How we doing? And welcome to episode 216 episode two one six of the Banner Banter Podcast. I'm your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? Hope you're having a great week so far. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And as you know, I'm part of the Big Night Media team with some great podcasts like the Wicked Fast Podcast with the one of a kind Brian Bell, A Chance to Strive, Vacations, Be Fit, Music You're Missing, Drinks After Work, No Limits with Kevin Cooney, 30 Flirty and Surviving, Eat the damn cake i'm the promoter he's the dj and so many other great podcasts and if you're into sports cards don't forget to check out card vault breaks uh literally every single day of the week whatnot facebook youtube instagram you can go check them out in person as well down at patriot place down foxborough massachusetts or down at foxwoods resort casino as well you can follow big night media at Big Night Media on Instagram, or go to www.bignightmedia.com. You can get your Banner Banter podcast merchandise, help support the podcast. That'd be great. Thanks so much, at bignightshop.com. And if you haven't heard yet, but uh, sports gambling, sports betting, whatever you want to call it, is now legal in the wonderful Commonwealth of Massachusetts. And you can use the code XBNBANTER. I'll say that again, XBNBANTER banter to get a $100 bet credit when you place a $20 bet on the win bet app and if you or a loved one are experiencing gambling problems please call 1-800-327-5050 okay great wow I got that done in less than a minute and 30 seconds I love that hey how is everyone I am on a I am on a like a high I've never smoked weed before but like if this is what it felt like I understand why people do it but last night my season ticket rep upgraded me next to the Celtics bench, courtside. So if you're like, oh, I want to rewatch the game last night, I'm the guy in the black T-shirt and the white hat right behind, or in the second row, right next to the Celtics bench. What an experience. Like literally, like I've sat courtside before, you know, like regular season game maybe against like the Charlotte Hornets or the Detroit Pistons, and it's like, yeah, cool. But a playoff game? brah, you got to be kidding me. And listen, I know people don't like when podcasters start talking about personal stuff, but this is my podcast, so you're gonna have to listen to this. But that was unbelievable. Listening to like Al and Marcus yell at each other. Or sorry, not at each other, but like at the team, like, hey, once you get the ball, you gotta push the pace. It was awesome. They are so locked in. So locked in. Like, I have never, ever wanted a banner more in my life. After seeing how locked in everyone was, it was awesome. They were they were being motivational towards each other. They were um, being positive. It was just, oh, it was just awesome. What an experience. Oh, and I also got a uh, Celtics bench towel, the one that says like unfinished business. Oh, I may literally bathe myself in that like every single day. What an experience. So big shout out to my season ticket rep. Holy shit, I'll never forget that. That was so cool. But to me, it was only round one, game one. Shut the fuck up. I don't care if it was game one, game two. It was the playoffs, and I sat courtside, and you are at home watching. Bah. All right. Sorry. That rant's over. Whew. Okay. Are we ready to talk about the game? Even though I kind of just did because I was at the game. Anyways, all right. Celtics win game two. Round one, best of seven series against the Atlanta Hawks, 119-106. They now take a 2-0 series lead, heading down to the ATL, shorty. Uh Game three, Friday. Yep, Friday night, the 21st, 7 p.m., and then Sunday, the 23rd, 7 p.m., Friday, ESPN or NBC Sports Boston, and then Sunday, game four. Hopefully, the end of this series, it should be the end of this series, will be Uh, 7 p.m. as well on either TNT or NBC Sports Boston. No injuries to talk about, so let's chat about the game. Now, just like everyone was expecting, the Hawks came out ready to play. I think you were expecting it. I was expecting it, and that's what happened. They shot 15 of 13 from three versus going 0 of nine from three in game one. You could sense that the Celtics' defense was just like a little step behind. Uh, DeAndre Hunter like went off in this game. I think he ended up with like 14 points and 13 rebounds or something along those lines, and he was just really, really good. Uh, offensively for them Uh, you could argue he was better offensively for them than Trey Young was to be honest with you but you know obviously when you look at the numbers you're like oh you're being stupid but just impact wise right away DeAndre Hunter did a great job but something flipped for the Celtics in the first quarter it was definitely a timeout you could hear the guys saying we got to pick up our defensive intensity and like all this stuff oh god what an experience last night but here's the thing the Celtics defense did pick up and they did a great job, and that's why they had the lead. I think they were up three or four at the end of the first quarter. And but at the same time, I was just a little nervous because yes, the Celtics were only up three or four, but Trey Young and Murray, Dejounte Murray, only shot three of twelve in that first quarter. And I'll be honest with you, that wasn't going to stick around for the whole game. Like one of them was going to go off, right? But that spark defensively in the fir- or in the second half of the first quarter. Was from Rob Malcolm and Sam Hauser. They were awesome off the bench last night. They really were. Sam's defense in the first half was absurd, just on like his level. I mean, listen, going into the season, we were all just like, ah, Sam Hauser. You know, how many minutes is he going to get? Is he really going to make an impact? And last night, he made an impact without his shooting. Yes, he hit one shot. I think he only took one shot, and he hit that one shot—a quick release three-pointer in the corner, um, which was great. But his defense. Was nuts, and it showed why he deserves these minutes. Now, just remember, I sat courtside last night, and number twelve also sat courtside last night, and we both got the same amount of playing time. Yeah, imagine that. What a world! Thanks, Joe Missoula. Thanks for putting me in, Coach. Anyways, okay. But Sam Hauser, his defense was great. I mean, he was a plus thirteen and eleven minutes in that first half. Very, very solid. And listen. I don't know how you could be upset with this play. Like, literally, if we could do stud and dud of the game, he would be stud for sure. But the dud, there. I mean, there's no reason to do it because no one really played bad. I mean, you could say, hey, Jalen didn't have a great game. But like, okay, he still played well. So there's no stud and dud of the game because there was no dud. Like, everyone played really, really well. And the Hawks, back to Sam Hauser real quick, the Hawks were trying their best to Force switch to force the Celtics to switch. So it was Trey Young and Sam Hauser, and Trey Young only took two shots in the second quarter. I mean, yes, Marcus helped, yes, Derek White helped, yes, Malcolm Brogdon helped, but Sam Hauser's defense on on Trey Young in the first half was awesome. And just like in Game One, the Celtics expanded their lead. Tatum went off again, six of nine from the field, fourteen points. The ball was moving around, eight assists on thirteen made field goals. Ba da ba ba ba, I'm loving it. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. And then the second half comes around, and it was just dominated by the guards on both on both teams. Like DeJounte Murray scored like five or six points in a row for the Hawks, like kind of maybe like three or four minutes left in that third quarter, and he looked over at the Celtics bench after he hit like his second or third three-pointer of this like little run that he went on in his own, and he literally said, I'm coming, I'm coming. And we were like, oh, oh, well, that was intimidating, Mr. Murray. But again, the Celtics had a big lead. I think it was 18, 19. No, it was 20 because it was 59, 76. And then Al Horford hit that three. But that was, was that in the fourth quarter when Al Horford hit that three? No, that was in the third quarter. Al hit that, yeah, Al hit that three pointer to expand the lead to 20. And then DeJounte Murray kind of brought them back and got it down to like eight or nine. But end of the day, they took another punch with the big lead. They survived. It shouldn't have knocked them down or, you know, made them a little woozy like that. But, Thankfully, the guard play was unbelievable last night on both ends of the floor. Malcolm, Derek, and Marcus were fantastic, and that's what kept the lead in double digits uh, for a majority of that second half. I mean, Marcus Smart, 14 points, 6 assists, unbelievable defense. Derek White, 26 points, 3 blocks. Malcolm Brogdon was a plus 20 off the bench. The Celtics were 20 points better than the Hawks with Malcolm Brogdon on the floor, and he had... 13 points, seven boards, eight assists. Like, that's unreal. That's where, like, I feel like we talk about the Celtics' depth, the Celtics' depth, the Celtics' depth, and it makes a ton of sense, especially last night. Like, you can't find guard depth like that in the league. I mean, I'm sure you can, but, like, thinking about it, the 76ers don't have it. You could argue the Bucs do. The Cavs don't have it. The Knicks... I mean Emmanuel quickly, six you know a sixth man of the year candidate, but that's it. Guard wise, uh, Josh Hart is a guard too. So, but like, dude, or ladies, gals, elders, whatever the case may be. Thanks for listening. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place today, and I don't care. Last night was unreal, but people were chanting MVP when Derek White was at the free throw line in the fourth quarter. That's nuts. And listen, hopefully that doesn't piss off Jalen Brown, but. Listen, 14 points from Marcus, 26 points from DW9, and 13 points from Malcolm Brogdon. And I think combined they had like 20 somewhat uh like almost 20 assists. Malcolm had eight. I think DW9 had two, and Marcus had six. I mean, that's absurd. 16 assists from the guards, an average of five each. Nuts, nuts. And the only other guard that you could, you know, kind of complain about, but he's really a forward because, remember, Jalen Brown is a forward. Jalen had a quiet game. He didn't have a bad game. He just had a quiet game. I mean, yes, he had four turnovers, again. He had one pass where one of the Celtics coaches was like, oh, fuck. Like, it was so bad. It was try to He was trying to lob a pass into Rob, and it was so soft and so lazy. It was super annoying. But, and just real quick, Rob was awesome in that first half, just catching pump faking, like when Rob was younger he would just go up and try and dunk on everyone but now he's being smarter, he's realizing what's around him and going up at the right time and I thought Rob was great again last night healthy Rob forever, hopefully but yeah, Jalen Brown had a quiet night, some bad turnovers but he shot 50% from the field and 50% from three, how can anyone be upset about that he just wasn't as aggressive now, the five things that I'm usually looking for, or that I am looking for throughout this entire playoff run, number one the turnovers, there were 14 of them that's it. It went down from game one. <laughs> and look at that. They still won. What a dink! The second quarter, they only had one turnover. One turnover and eight assists, and you expand your lead. <laughs> Who would have thought the Celtics won that second quarter by nine? Eight assists, one turnover, you expand the lead. Again, take care of the ball, and wonderful things will happen. Uh, number two, the three-point shooting. They, again, they shot less than 40 of them, but they shot 45% from three. And when they shoot over 40% from three, good luck beating this team. They will win every single game playing like that. It's ridiculous. Number three, the rebounding. Wasn't happy about it at all. The Hawks got 19 offensive rebounds. 19. That's annoying. That's frustrating. That's not ideal. And I really and truly think, like, I felt like all of them were in the first half. Like DeAndre Hunter, Okongwu, I think they had most of them. I think DeAndre Hunter had like three or four offensive rebounds and Okongwu had five, but I mean, it led to 13 second chance points. I mean, Okongwu, just like I mentioned in the Banner Banter podcast last season before the NBA draft, I wanted the Celtics to maybe like trade up and get him just because I didn't realize what the health of Rob would be. But Okongwu was going to be a really good NBA player. Like he's the perfect backup big you know, his second bounce is really quick and very good, and he felt like Rob was the old guy in this matchup because of how well Okongu rebounded the ball last night for the Hawks. I think he, to be honest with you, I think he had more offensive rebounds than defensive rebounds. You can check my math on that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that was the case. But the Celtics have to limit those offensive rebounds, and I know I sound like a broken record every single week, but like I've been talking about it, and everyone has to chip in, like Al and Jalen combined seven rebounds, that ain't going to cut it. I know they only lost the rebound battle by five, but 19 offensive rebounds? You can't do that against a better team late. You can't do it. Number four, uh, what's number four? Oh, headspace. I thought the Celtics did a great job with their headspace again. Sitting next to the bench, everyone was locked in. Speaking positive, giving tips, telling guys where to go, whatever the case may be, being motivational towards each other. I thought it was great. They took a punch. They punched back. I loved it. And then number five, the rotation, I think Missoula crushed it again. I, and it looks like this round, at least, we're going to go eight deep. Cornette only played one minute, so I guess he went nine. But they're only going to play eight. It will be interesting to see where number 12 or Blake Griffin land, you know, if they do play the 76ers in the next round if both teams move on. So they'll be very interesting. But overall, I really liked the rotation from Joe Missoula in this game once again. Now, game three, what needs to happen to get a 3-0 lead down in the ATL down in Atlanta on Friday night at 7 p.m.? Points in the paint, playing fast, keeping up the defensive intensity, and what else? Oh, big games from Jalen are now. So I'll talk about all those real quick because those are just like my bullet points. Points in the paint. The Celtics won points in the paint by 24, 64 to 40 in game two. And if you can get half of your points, the Celtics scored 119 points. If you can get half of your points from the paint, and you don't have to rely on the three ball that much, even though you're a great three-point shooting team and the coach wants you to take as many three-pointers as possible, that's a huge win for everyone involved because when you see the ball going, you get confidence. And who wouldn't want a layup versus a contested three-pointer? So the Celtics did a great job by that. They were attacking the rim. They were aggressive. They made the extra pass. They made the right cuts. It was great to see. 64 to 40 points in the paint. Unreal. And then playing fast. The Celtics got 17 fast-break points in game two. And I felt like that is something that they might have seen on film after game one because when they got a rebound, someone was sprinting up the floor. And I feel like the Celtics got a lot of easy hoops that way. And to be honest with you, they probably could have had 25 fast break points, but I feel like Tatum missed two or three like wide open layups or dunks. And you know those will follow eventually. But like if the Celtics are getting rebounds and rebounding well and limiting the other team while pushing the ball and getting easy layups, <laughs> don't tell me with a good time. Uh, Then I also need big games from Jalen and Al. I think that is needed. I can see Jalen dropping 30 in his hometown. Al dropping at least 15. Going back to where he played, maybe a few more open shots in the corner for him. He got more shots than he did in game one, like I was hoping for. He got six, and I think he was three of six from the field, two of four from three. But big games from them would be greatly appreciated. Um, The defensive intensity. I would love to see that continue because there is no way after last night the Atlanta Hawks will want to attack the rim again. The Celtics got 12 blocks. And when they do block a shot, they get up and go. But a lot of those block shots, the Hawks got offensive rebounds and easy buckets. So if you do block a shot, be ready to rebound the ball as well. That'd be greatly appreciated. And then just one last thing. We need the Celtics to say to themselves, this series isn't over. You have to take game three as serious as you did game one, game two, just because you're at home. Don't use home court advantage to your advantage. Get this series over and done with. You know, They were so focused in game one, so focused in game two. Don't lose that. You can come into their place, throw a punch or two, and at that point, they won't be able to punch back. They'll be like, fuck, we can't do this. And they'll feel defeated, and that's what you want. But that is it for episode 216 of the Banner Banter Podcast. Thank you so much for listening as always. Just a reminder, there will be a new uh, new episode after every single playoff game. So the next one will be Saturday morning right at 8 a.m. So you can wake up on a Saturday morning, have your cup of coffee, and just enjoy your day. But uh, I think that's it. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitter machine at Bannerbanter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at podcast. Don't forget to download the WinBet app and use code XBNBANTER to get a $100 bet credit when you place a a $20 bet. I think that's it. I'm going to continue to smile for the rest of the day because what an experience. I um, can't wait to talk to my therapist about it. Everyone have a great day. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. In history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.